What's up, everyone? Welcome to Behind the Cargo Door. We are your hosts, Adam and Brittany, and we created this podcast to give you an inside look at what living and traveling full-time in a van is really like. We share our recent adventures, van life mishaps, and what it takes to live as a married couple in only 80 square feet. We are excited to have you join us on this wild adventure, so without further ado, let's slide open the door and welcome you in. But before we do, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Behind the Cargo Door. We are so excited and I think a little bit nervous about this episode, which you all voted on, Income on the Road. So we literally get this question from everyone, from our moms to random strangers to friends we've had for decades. To uh, most of the people who voted to hear about Income on the Road. (laughs) Fair point, fair point. And Obviously, there are millions of different ways. This is a hot topic, and I think this year especially, everyone's kind of exploring different ways to live. So not surprised at all that it won the the poll that we posted on Instagram. I also hope that you enjoy being a part of the topics that we choose. Uh, Our vision for this podcast has always been to invite you in on what you want to hear about because this is about you. We want to help others. The whole goal with this is to help others get outside their comfort zone, to help others live on the road, and recognize that they are capable. So there's a million different ways, as Adam said, and we're going to first dive into kind of the, what's the word I'm looking for? The main ways we've seen and heard and talked to people um, about how they are making this lifestyle work for them. Sure. That's not one word, but a phrase works too, I guess. Um, So we're going to talk about how we've seen others do it, and then eventually we'll get to how we do it. So don't go anywhere because the juiciest stuff is at the end. Is that how how the teasing part of this whole podcast thing is supposed to go? Yeah, teasing. I think you're supposed to have like some intro music or something in the background, and then, oh, mystery. Uh, Should we put an ad in here? Is that what what the YouTubers do? (laughs) We're not at that level yet. We're just helping at this point. <laughs> so um, if you can't tell, I'm nervous to talk about this. I um, just, it's uncomfortable. Uh, we're making money in a non-traditional way. We've both left our traditional, pretty well-paying jobs to live this lifestyle. And it's been a hard road to get to this point. And I don't want to undervalue the work we've put in to be at a place where we're making the money we, we are the way we are. Does that make sense? Um, But you guys asked for it, so we're going to share. So there's no right or wrong way to live this lifestyle or to have an income or anything uh, to to that fact. We've kind of bracketed it down to, I would say, four major ways that people are living this lifestyle. Would you agree? We've written down four ways, so yes, I would agree. (laughs) Um, But I also want to add in here that he kind of said there's no right or wrong way. I think when you're listening to these, if you're not living on the road already, or even if you are and you're feeling stuck, um, just know that they're all viable options. You just have to pick and choose what's most important to you. Do you want to be off grid and out of service a lot? Do you want to have a more steady income? Do you want to really put your life out there? Uh, There's totally different ways to do this. All of them 
are an option and every single one of them you have to give up something to gain something very true and and that's the thing with a van even and this is a little bit off topic with the way that you design your van and if you have a fixed bed or a breakdown bed there's give and take with both of those and each one of these different ways to live has a lot of give and take so let's just jump in the first one is what we like to call the retired or the money savers these folks generally have a lump sum of money that they are making sustainable for themselves. They don't have an office or a boss or anything to check in on. They are living without work, so to speak. Maybe they had a bunch of assets that they acquired over tons of years or maybe a short amount of years, and then they sold them, or they have some kind of residual income from them, or they're just retired. They worked their whole life, and now they're out on the road full-time and living their best life. So I think that this is the more traditional sense. This is what used to be the only way people were living this way full-time is people who were retired and now traveling the country to see it. And as we know, our generation uh, has kind of flipped the switch on things and we're starting to live more in the here and now. Not to say if you're near that retiring age that it's not okay to start now. I think at any point, if you can put some travel in your life, you should go for it. But there is people that are more our age doing this without having to do any sort of work on the road. And you know what? I'm jealous. I got to give props to you because (laughs) I don't know what the hell you're doing, but it's working. Yeah. So then the next one is more of the tours. Uh, I don't really, I think that's probably the best way to label it. I got that term from like band tours, like, you know, you travel for a couple of months, but the thing is they're usually working when they're on. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So they do a few months on, maybe they have a home base somewhere or they don't, um, but they like to go for an extended amount of time and go adventuring and see the country. Maybe they have 10 plot points that they've plotted out on the map and they're going to spend the next six weeks hitting them. But then they go back to a job that allows them the flexibility to come back in. Yeah. So some of these people keep the same job when they leave and they travel for, you know, weeks to months at a time. And some people just come back and find a new job. I know for sure, for example, people who work in like the restaurant industry, I I unfortunately don't know what that looks like right now in 2020, but those jobs are kind of easy to leave. I hate to say it that way and leave for a significant amount of time and then come back and maybe your restaurant or bar wants to take you back in and they support your travels and maybe they don't. And But you can always find a different restaurant bartending all of that job. So that's kind of an example. But there's also people that do this in a different sense where they kind of live on the road full time, if you will, but they stop for significant periods of time in order to build up some income before you know traveling six weeks in between to where they next want to kind of settle down and make some money. Right, so maybe they, ha- they get a job at a resort in a winter mountain town and they work on the mountain or in the summertime they do camps, different aspects, different ways to, to maybe just make a little bit of money to get them to their next destination. So this is definitely another viable option if you like the like work hard, play hard mentality, if you will, you like that time to kind of settle down and hunker down, make some money. And you know, after you leave a place, I have X amount of dollars to spend in between. It's a little gray, but definitely more black and white than another one we'll get into here soon. <laughs> so the third one that we actually have 
is the nine to five from the van kind of lifestyle where you have a company that you work for that you check in with and maybe the more I hate to use this term but more plugged in version where you need to have reliable service Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday from this time to this time because you have to answer emails or do live chats with people or whatever it may be. Yeah, so you might be a little bit more stationary during the week, but you're living in your van already, so it's super easy to, I mean, even if you, for your lunch break, take a nice little walk outside and your your view is beautiful mountains every day, it affords a adventurous lifestyle while still having a very steady paycheck, something that maybe I'm a little jealous of right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. But you have to be plugged in, clocked in. If something goes wrong, you need to be calling out, whether that's with your van, whether that's because you couldn't find service, whatever it may be. You have to know that uh, there's a little bit of an added stress level in that sense. I think this is going to be a huge shift in 2020 with coronavirus. Uh, There's a lot of more companies not opting to go back to the office. That was never an option for us as a nurse. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe there's some telehealth things and some case management things I could have considered. Right. And I didn't want to go back to the the grind of things. And, and I'm not trying to badmouth or say any negativity towards, you know, people that work this way. I just figured after we did the travel nursing thing, we were going to find a path that we were our own boss. So the final one, which is the path that we've taken, is the creators slash the entrepreneurs. And this can be in a bajillion different ways, not just the way that we're doing it. So you could do media creation. Maybe you do contract work and you create, you're a graphic designer or you're a website designer, or you are a photographer and you do weddings and you do events. Not sure what that looks like this year either. Um, Maybe you do digital content creation or you're a social media creator, or maybe you have a business, whether that's brick and mortar or digital. And if it's brick and mortar, you entrust somebody to run that while you're away. And so you're just in contact with them and they run the day-to-day operations and you help with the leadership. Or maybe you have rental properties and you manage those from afar and you have someone that helps you you know, clean your Airbnbs in between, whatever that looks like. There's a bajillion ways to do this, but there is a caveat again. You're risking it all. You're, you've got that entrepreneurial spirit and you're willing to risk everything for the reward. Hey, well put. And the only thing I could really add to that, there are people that travel to craft fairs and they design and build art in their vans and they sell it through Etsy or any kind of platform like that. It's just another form of a creator. Yeah. And just like all the others, there's a certain type of person for each and every one of these categories. So if you feel more comfortable in a little bit more security when it comes to finances, maybe this route isn't for you. If you feel like you don't have that creator or that entrepreneurial spirit, don't force it. But if there is something tugging on your heart to do so, I do challenge you to take that leap. You want to dive into what we do? (laughs) (laughs) I can hear the nerves in your voice. (laughs) I think it's about that time. So as Adam mentioned before, when we were kind of talking about the nine to five, something that we had considered before is when I was a travel nurse, we thought about maybe going back to me being a travel nurse while we lived in a van. And there's tons of people who do that. But for us, when we envisioned, when we like closed our eyes and thought about what van life would look like, it was on our terms and it was the ability to travel where we wanted, when we wanted. 
which don't get me wrong, travel nursing, you can go to great places. And when we were first setting out, there was so many United States that we wanted to see and so much that we hadn't that the options seemed limitless. But as we started to experience more and see more, that list got shorter and shorter. And so we knew if we wanted to do it on our terms that we would have to take that creator slash entrepreneurial leap. So here we are. (laughs) So the first way we make money is through health and fitness coaching. I talked about this on the previous week's episode, I believe. Uh, But basically, this is something I started before we took off. This was kind of the the seed I planted way before we even knew how the heck we were going to make this happen in hopes to have a good substantial income from the road. And I was able to build that. It didn't happen overnight. It took some time. It took a lot of failing forward. But I now have a pretty steady income with health and fitness coaching that allows us to live on the road. I was going to say stress-free, but that's such a lie. (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing as a (laughs) stress-free. No such thing as a stress-free life, especially like with entrepreneurial and creating your own income streams. So I am going to touch really quick on this and kind of just say it like it is because I've shied away from it in the past and I'm over that. So it is multi-level marketing. And I think if you have a bad connotation, is that the word I'm looking for? Bad taste in your mouth would be an easier way to say that. Sure. (laughs) About multi-level marketing, I challenge you to think about why that is. A lot of the times it's because it is different. Um, It is not a pyramid scheme. I could go on all day long. If you want to have a private conversation about this, feel free to reach out to me. And I mean, I'm not saying that like in a negative tone. I mean, if you really are curious, but you've, you know, had your friends and family say that that's a negative thing, don't do that, then reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to you about why I felt comfortable because I was skeptical as well. And as was Adam, maybe he can talk about that here shortly. But the thing about it is, is if you're going to do it, you need to treat it like a business. It is not just this thing you sell to your friends and family. Like it's a business, but you also need to want to help people. You can't just look at that bottom dollar. You need to really want to A, work on yourself, especially with health and fitness coaching, but B, want to help others and always keep that in your forefront, not what the paycheck can be from it. The final thing I'll say is a lot of people talk about the failure rate, quote unquote, in multi-level marketing. And here's my take on that. It is a pretty low level of low level of entry to start your own business with multi-level marketing. And if it's not a low level of entry, you probably shouldn't join that one Um, because that's (laughs) usually nine times out of 10 is a scam. But if you wanted to open up a brick and mortar business, let's say you wanted to open up a coffee shop. You would have to get espresso machines and drips and all sorts of crap I don't even know about. In order to open that coffee shop, you would have to have a lawyer and an employee handbook and hire people. And there's it would cost a lot of money. So much that goes into it, six figures probably, just to get that coffee shop up and running. And so when things started to not work out or things, you know, got a little bit funky, you would do whatever it took to keep that business open. Now, on the other flip side, if you don't treat these businesses like they are, these multi-level marketing businesses that you're opening as such, because it's such a low level of entry, when things start to get funky or not go your way, you are so easily able to throw in the towel. And so that's why I say, if you want to make this a true form of business, you need to think about it like a business and get that entrepreneurial cap on, figure out how to make it work when it's not working and just keep going forward. And I will say it is a very... um, Fruitful? No. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fruitful can work. Uh, there's a better word, and I can't think of it right now. Um, 
way to make income and do so on your time and wherever you'd like. And it's really fun, y'all. I mean, especially for me, we've been on amazing trips because of it and you get rewarded and something that the hospital never did for me. And so if you are at all interested in multi-level marketing, but have had fears because of what other people have said, first of all, other people don't pay your bills. So I'll just say that. But second of all, just explore it a little bit deeper. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me about it. And now I'm done with that. Did you want to say anything about it? <laughs> I just wanted to go back a little bit to like the naysayers or because I was I was one when you started. Um, we did one of the programs before the wedding. I saw great results. And then after the wedding, you came to me and said, I think I want to do this and just like have a side hustle with it. And I don't know where it'll go. And I was totally supportive. But I in the back of my mind was like, whatever you, you got to do what you got to do if this is what makes you happy that it, that's great if not you know it, it's not a huge financial uh, burden if you will to commit to something like that so I was ah, oh, you had that mindset mm, I, I was gotcha. a naysayer for sure and then I watched you freaking grind and hustle and work your butt off I got healthier we both felt great we were you know, using the products and seeing results and financially as well. So I was like, man, this is actually something that's brought a lot of not only joy, but just overall happiness in our personal lives. And I couldn't be more grateful for it. So if you're a naysayer out there, give it a chance, get get a different like, get a different opinion than what you've been told in the past. Was it the Riviera Maya trip or the cruise? Uh, Riviera Maya was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, which trip was it that really sold you on it? <laughs> All right. So the second stream of income that we currently have is with affiliate marketing. And I challenge anyone who's wanting to, you know, start a blog or create a income stream from digital creating, if you will, to look into affiliate marketing because here's the deal with affiliate marketing. Basically, this is how it works. You team up with the company and they give you a link. And when people purchase through that link, you make a commission on their sales. So if you are already talking about something that you love and you're linking it to your blog, you're you're doing marketing for that company. You're doing all the dirty work, the t things that take hours to create. So you might as well get paid. So yeah, you might as well try and link up with that company and earn a commission. There are some I guess affiliate marketing like hubs, if you will, like Platforms. networks, yeah, that you can enlist to and then individually submit to different companies. You do need to do some groundwork, like have a website or a blog or kind of there's all sorts of different things that go into it. But I would definitely recommend looking into affiliate marketing, especially when you're first starting out. This was our first income stream aside from the health and fitness coaching when we left on the road. And I will just say it doesn't take a large following or a a ton of groundwork in order to get that up and running now just some effort on the flip coin though it also doesn't have a crap ton of income right away either especially as you're building a following and building an audience so don't think that you're going to sign up with affiliate marketing and be making six figures right away um, it definitely takes some time to build especially because you want to build that trust with your community and so i also challenge you not to affiliate with all the things. And so maybe this is a good point to make right here. Don't 
work with every brand that ever reaches out to you and be choosy with who you work with. And before you accept any deal, think about the company and what they stand for and the product that they're wanting you to help share and ask yourself if it aligns with your values and aligns with something that you would even find useful in van life living or whatever kind of adventures you do, if you will. So yeah, just kind of a sidebar there. I guess the point is be authentic about what you're putting out there. Yeah, for us, we've always said we would rather work with fewer brands that were more valuable to us and our community than work with more brands that are less valuable to us and our community. Because then you're just spinning your wheels and you feel like it's hard to create content (laughs) because you don't really like it. So definitely stay true to yourself and know if you have ever supported us through an affiliate link or working with one of the people that we've worked with, we have carefully selected that brand for a reason and we a appreciate your support and b would never ever steer you awry (laughs) gosh i'm terrible with words today yeah these (laughs) things yeah we wouldn't steer you down the wrong path and or into a product that we don't fully trust or believe in is i think the point you're getting at exactly all right so the third and i guess final way we are currently generating income is uh kind of along the same route but it's paid brand deals. And so let me kind of explain the difference between affiliate marketing and paid brand deals. Another way to say this would be sponsored posts. Uh, This is when you start to get paid for your time and energy that goes into the content that you created. So this is kind of after you've built a portfolio, maybe you have a couple of brands you've worked with and you can start to show your value through those previously created posts. It's kind of like an internship, the affiliate marketing, and now you're moving into the actual job. That's how I like to think of it. You're with affiliate marketing, yeah, you're making a little bit of money, you're cutting your teeth, you're learning a lot, but then eventually you want to get paid for your time. Yeah, so I guess we're uh, interns and <laughs> oh yeah, the job for now. sure, for sure. And we won't we we still love affiliate marketing, and we'll keep that. But absolutely. Um, yeah, what he was the point he was trying to make there is that you're paid for your time and energy to create those posts, not just on what comes out of them. Right, the commission side of it. So we think if you're serious about making an income from working with brands, then migrating to sponsored posts or paid brand deals is an important transition because you can start to lose confidence in yourself. This is kind of when you start to realize all of the work and the energy and the time you've spent thus far is valuable and it and it should be paid for. So um, one of the main points we want to hit home with paid brand deals, though, is kind of the same thing that I was just talking about, is only working with brands that you want to work with for the long haul. Yeah, this is going to be a long-term relationship that you're going to have, that you're going to want to build on. You want to blossom and grow with that company. It's not a fly-by-night, oh, they threw me some bucks and I'm just going to take it and run. That's not how it's going to work. Yeah, think beyond that first sponsored post you're going to create for them, that first campaign that you're going to do for them. Think if that brand you can grow with and you want to work with in the future and you want to blow their expectations out of the water because they're entrusting you with creating good content and you want to exceed that and work with them again. And it's not only good for you and the brand you're building, but it's also good for your audience. And knowing kind of the same thing I had just said, we would never just work with a brand for a quick buck. We want to work with brands that align with us and make sense. I mean, that's, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. I mean, we have kept with the same brand. Our first brand is still 
are number one. We love the owners. We love working with them. And we've really seen a great relationship build from it. We have gotten really lucky. (laughs) Um, I shouldn't say that. It's been some work. But we are super blessed to work with brands that we truly love. And and it was was part of our own doing. It was because we wouldn't settle for anything. So don't settle for anything. Um, I think that's it. Is that it? it? I think that's it. Um, Also, I just want to throw a disclaimer in here. We are by no means like (laughs) top experts in this. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) We are figuring it out as we go. But I, like I just said, I do feel really grateful for the partnerships that we have built and the ability to create an income stream or streams, I should say, from what we set off to do originally. When we first left, we didn't really know how we were going to do it, but we just knew that we loved building a community and we wanted to create income unconventionally. So we hope that this episode was valuable. You guys chose this topic and it was a little nerve wracking to create. Uh, but just know if even if you don't choose this creator entrepreneurial path that we have and kind of what we just talked about, that there are many different ways to make this lifestyle happen. And so I think right now you should get out a piece of paper and a pen and write out your expectations for what you want in living van life and see how you see yourself generating income because... Hi, we all have to generate some kind of income. And that's okay if it's not through creating. It's okay if it's not through some type of entrepreneurial endeavor. Uh, And also know it's okay to change your mind. (laughs) Yeah, so if you're feeling stuck, if you're on the road or if you're not on the road and you're trying to figure it out and you're just in a rut, it's okay to completely change everything. If you're working a nine-to-five and you have this desire, this burning sensation to do whatever it is that you want, make jewelry or start a business, then you should do that. You shouldn't be afraid of the potential failures or downfalls that it'll bring and vice versa. If you're creating and you're hating it, then find something. There's plenty of jobs out there that you can do remotely right now. Yeah, it's about to be winter. Maybe you'll work on the mountain for the winter, give yourself a break and then, you know, have money to travel this spring. So just know whatever path you choose, it doesn't have to be set in stone either. I'm going to leave you with a quote because I love this quote and I think it goes for anyone no matter what path you're choosing uh, to earn income and write it down. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. So go out there, be bold with your life and find your path. Thanks guys. Hope you have a great day. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Cargo Door. We hope to always inspire you to choose the life of your dreams. We invite you to join us inside our van every Monday. So be sure to tune in next week. To catch more of our adventures, follow us on Instagram at Benamore's Adventuremore. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast with your family and friends. Until then, happy and messy adventures. <laughs>